Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Just chilling, chilling, thinking, right. thinking of how to um, uh, teach people morality. Oh man, that's a rough one because people would almost rather be immoral in society these days. So that's the truth. It's a right rough there. one. I know, man. I can't believe how many people. I know, but a, a pandemic brings out like selfish weirdos that only care about themselves. That's what a pandemic brought out. It was just nuts. Yeah. Pandemic, sorry. Pandemic. It was the plan. Yeah, yeah, because everybody's so concerned about so much shit these days did this in, in the 90s and the earlier decades people weren't even fucking like this dude now we're worried about getting sick on an airplane and all this dumb shit it's just, like yeah. i need like a, a lady at work was like oh you should wear a mask on the airplane and i wasn't even fighting her about that i was like well <laughs> that is a small enclosed space with a bunch of germs but I forgot to get a mask at it. But I'm. But what's crazy is both my mom and my dad got some kind of a cold, and oh. like probably from the airplane because it's such a condensed space. I don't know, man. And they just, dude, hmm. you used to have you also on airplanes. My mom even pointed this out. You used to fucking have more room like around you and shit. Now they just cram as many people to make as much money as possible. Like again, another corporate America bullshit thing. Like, so yeah. then you have, then you have an uncomfortable plane ride and you pay like a shit ton for your ass. Like dude, after like two hours of sitting in like an uncomfortable chair on a plane, you're like, sometimes you're like, what the fuck even is this? This Right. It, it's like its own little jail. Airplanes are like its own. It's like jail planes. They're not airplanes. They're jail planes. <laughs> yeah. That's deep, dude. So can you, like, I've never rode on a plane because I don't, personally, I don't trust the physics. I don't understand how a plane happens, uh, how a plane works. So I don't want to get on one. <laughs> I love trains, oh, no. though. Yeah, no, I try to stay on the ground as much as possible, to be honest. But when I have to take a plane, I will. But, dude, I was so tired on Thanksgiving because I got up at, like, 10 to 6 and then left by, like, 6.30 to get to the airport. Yeah, I, I don't like traveling on holidays because then you get where you get to and you're all, like, out of it. Because And everybody else around me had already been in Tucson for a few days, so they weren't out of it. But I was out of it because I traveled on Thanksgiving, which I don't even know if I've ever taken a plane. I don't even know if I've ever taken a plane on Thanksgiving before. It's nuts. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, Like, 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 are you Tucson, dude? Tucson is killer. Like, you can do, you can be whoever. Nobody, there's no busybodies in the Hmm. southwest. There's no busybodies. They don't because they everybody's already seen all the nut shit that people have done in Arizona and Colorado, New Mexico. Like, they've already seen it all. So nobody's, like, bothered by anything. That That's one thing I really like about the Southwest, man, is that nobody gives a fuck because they've already seen it all. Yeah. Right. Like, the Southwest is kill. Like, I would move to Tucson and all. I mean, dude, I left 60-degree weather to 30-degree weather now. I'm like, what the Whoa, fuck? That's rough. 
Yeah. Jeez. I want to go back. I want to live in Tucson. One one day I'm going to grow the balls and just transfer my job there and just fucking go. Because, mm. dude, it's such a chill-ass little city, though. There's dispensaries. Everywhere I my family went, within the a radius of, like, three, four blocks, there was a fucking dispensary. So there was never, like, a because, you know, because I'm with people that don't smoke weed, really, and they still drink a lot of wine and shit. So I, I'm the only stoner guy. So I have to like find ways to like get, but my sister did take me to the dispensary. So that was really mm-hmm. nice. But uh, no, I always have to like find ways to get weed when I go places because nobody else in the family is concerned anymore about getting that except me. So <laughs> oh, wow, nobody in the family. No, they're just drinkers. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, and then I've given up alcohol, and I hate alcohol. And I, dude, I don't even care though. One time I turned on my TV on YouTube, and a thing came up with like the Jordan Peterson guy and a couple other. Well, there was a bunch of, like I don't know Hollywood people in in this thing too. But the whole thing was about how bad alcohol is for you. It, it just popped up. It knows what you're thinking about, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that sometimes. I think it does. It's really bizarre. Yeah, man. Um, or just like, just like on Facebook, like I'll be around my coworkers, and I'll look on Facebook as the friends to add, and there'll be a bunch of coworkers. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you know that I'm at Whole Foods right now, and you know that I know these people that work there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, dude. It's wild. Ooh, that'll give me the chills. Or that'll give me the chills. Shoot. Oh, yeah, life is life is the chills. <laughs> so, uh, how did your did you say there was like um, th there was there like cannabis at gas stations and everywhere in Arizona, or is it just specific locations? No, just specific dispensaries, but they have a lot of dispensaries. Oh, gotcha. but I found, I found Blue Dream the whole. Well, I found Blue Dream in Illinois. The, uh, is a cartridge, the, the disposable one. So I brought those. I brought one of those for Thanksgiving. So I had something, and then I got these like salted caramels. You were said, able to. You were able to take them on the plane. Yeah, because if you if you package them correctly, because dude, I researched all this shit. I mean, I've snuck mush like chocolate, you know, with mushrooms across TSA. Like, what? It, I'm, I'm too good. Dang. No, because no, it, it says it right away when you look it up on Google. Um, if you, if you, as long as you put what you have in a concealable container that 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 can like close like a snap top or whatever that can close, they gotcha. they're not gonna they, they can't really fuck with your shit. So, and I what I do too is I take like like these caramels or when I've taken other edibles or mushroom chocolate. I've just taken it out of the packaging that says anything about weed. So then they, <laughs> so then they, they think it's just candy. So there's no way they, they're going to suspect anything. Oh, I just, I've, I've flown enough. Well, here's the thing too. Sometimes for autographs, we, my buddy figured out this way where like, you can like buy a plane ticket and then get it refunded within 24 hours. So we will go behind like and have to go through TSA and we don't have any luggage or anything with us, but we're just going behind to go to a gate to try to get someone to sign a signature from whoever that we're going oh. for. 
So we do that, and I and my buddy and I always joke. I'm like, one time Matt Bennett's just gonna get on the plane wherever wherever we're, the ticket says that I'm going to, and fucking go there. <laughs> oh, That'd be intense. Oh, I love I love when life's intense. I flip out, I but I love when. Well, I flip out. I'll be 100 percent honest about how I am, but I flip out. But I love when life's intense. I love hard, challenging situations that make you bitch, and then it, and then it makes you overcome them. So, yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool sentiment. Dude, like, yeah, even like I know, but anybody can overcome anything, dude. I was labeled disabled by the state of Illinois in like mm-hmm. 2000, like 19. Now that I have a full time job and insurance, and they they say I'm not disabled anymore. So I'm just saying, like, I overcame, really? I overcame the label. Like, I did it. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, I'm not that nuts. Like, yeah, I've been homeless. Right. Oh, yeah, I know that. This and this, but homeless people aren't always nuts. I mean, sometimes you just yeah, go. exactly. I don't know. See, everybody should, like, do every role. Like, people should try to become a billionaire while they're alive. They should go homeless and check out that route of life. Like, people should just do everything and try every route because – like, I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of gratefulness in me because I've been homeless because I've had so much fun when when you have no responsibilities all day. It's just a fucking unbelievable. It is. Unbelievable. Yes, the night part is hard. Trying to sleep somewhere on concrete or I've done it all. It's fucking weird. You have to yeah. like shut your eyes and hopefully within like five minutes you fucking fall asleep. But a lot of times cars will go by wherever you're trying to sleep it'll mm-hmm. wake you up it's it is maddening like that part of homelessness like the trying to get a good night's sleep as a homeless person yeah. like it's good luck. like good luck that's hard heck yeah i uh i slept in a park one time and it was it, it got kind of cold in the middle of the night so i i did fall asleep but i woke up in the middle of the night and it was really hard to fall back asleep and i don't <laughs> think i did no, I know what you're saying. I did that in San Diego up up against the ocean, like on a park bench. Oh, and that'd be awesome. I, it was awesome, but it did get <laughs> me in the morning. It got fucking cold. And like we all, yeah. all of us, we, we had a little camp going and all of us got would wake up like every night. It was hard. I mean, I, I'd eventually go Dang. back to sleep. I would I would get back to sleep, but it's hard, man, because then, yeah, then you wake up and you're cold and that's all you can yep. think about. And then you, you're not thinking about even getting more sleep because mm-hmm. nights. The night I left Portland, I fucking was up all day, all night, and then I fell asleep. And I went grocery shopping on no sleep and bought a bunch of shit, so I had some food to survive on for a couple of days. And like, but then I remember on the bus on the Greyhound, I was going. I missed the first one because I fell asleep in the Greyhound station. Then the the oh. the the lady behind the desk was nice enough to send me on one that was going to, like to Seattle and then Montana and then over and Wyoming and then over to Chicago to the Midwest. So I, so she gave me that ticket for free. Cause I was like, well, I'm, I'm a bum. I don't have any money. I, I was like saying this nuts stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gave me that ticket. So anyways, I got on that bus 
and I fell asleep like right away and I slept like the whole way up until we got to Seattle and I was the last person off the bus because the, the fucking driver had to wake me up, you know, like, and then you're all disoriented and I'm in a brand new city, all fucking disoriented. It was crazy. <laughs> That's just, sorry, it's a little, little map and a side note right there, a little drifter experience. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know, man. I've just lived so many ways. Like I've had, I had a condo a long time ago, and I blew that by throwing parties and being nuts. And you know, I've had apartments. I've lived in my car. I've slept on concrete. Mm-hmm. I've slept fucking in motels, hotels, nice hotels, trashy motels. I mean, I've, I, you've experienced a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I oh, yeah, eleven days at Skatopia once. Noah and I and that Andy guy, we did like eleven days at Skatopias. That was not that was nuts right there. Like, damn. Yeah, that's kind of a challenge. <laughs> that is like it's Skatopia time goes slower. Oh, it really does. It's a, it's a lot different because there's not a there's not a, a there's not as many distractions because you don't have access to the internet as as much. Right, so you, don't, so you don't have everybody looking at their phones like in regular society, and yeah. all, all the cities—not even just the U.S., but all the cities are. Imagine mm-hmm. in the morning, all over the world, how many people wake up and just start looking at their phone right away, dude. It's probably mm. like, oh my gosh, you're eight. Like it's probably like seventy or eighty percent of the world. Yeah, you know, maybe even more. Maybe even ninety more than that. It's got maybe be even ninety percent. Like yeah, I don't it's know. A, That's yeah. Nuts. Even like earlier when I was making dinner, it was I, I like we were all sitting at the table. Just it was just kind of quiet, you know. We were all in our, our in our own space, but we were all looking at our phones. And I looked around the table, and it just made me want to put my phone down and like do something else. Oh, I know. Like I love when I put my phone on the charger and I walk away from it to let it charge yeah. for a while, dude. It's like a freed. I know what, dude. I mean, smartphones are awesome for so many reasons. Like yes. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, what's hey. up? Hey, I'm a little bit late today. I was doing some work. I wasn't sure we had a, a thing tonight. Oh, it's okay. I think we went on a little bit earlier, but but uh, Matt was just going. He was talking about the um, the the bittersweetness of, of cell phones. Oh um, yeah. Well, I mean, smartphones are really good for a lot of things. They really make a lot of things easier. But they also yep. make people they also make people lazier, and also this caters to like the stores, like fucking Whole Foods has Amazon that has Amazon shoppers that shops for you, and you just come and pick up your pick up your groceries, dude. It's they want to make people so oh, yeah, like Aldi's and Walmart around here, they all have that stuff too, kind of. That, that's why that's why I love fucking Joe because fucking he calls himself lazy, but he's like not the he's like the least laziest guy ever. Yeah, let's see. I think he's one of the hardest working people I've ever met. <laughs> that man just never stop. He never stops. <laughs> and he's always somewhere else. I give him a lot of credit too. Like he always travels somewhere weird and like I'm mm-hmm. here now. Yeah. Yeah, he goes out of his way. Just random, random travel moments. You get adrenaline when you do that type of thing, you know? You too, yeah. You get adrenaline when you go to a new city that you haven't been to and you like to start like exploring it. There's like an adrenaline of that rush, like right. There's uh, Sugar Sugar Ray is playing in Gary, Indiana. 
this uh this New Year's for and it's a free show, but it's Gary, Indiana. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> That's because I didn't even come out for that, but for a New Year's thing, because it would be fun. I know, but then it's like you gotta be so it'd be like get off the bar, get off the train and like yep. get in a lift or an Uber like real quick. Immediately. Look around, even because, dude, there's like two like <laughs> who knows what's coming up behind you, or one from the front, right. one from the. I don't know, man. I know Gary, dude. I'll tell you one funny story about Gary. One time, there's there's this dude out there that plays guitar. His name's like Carrie something Junior. I forget his last name, but okay. Um, so one time, like we were this, this, I met another film dude, and we went out to Gary, Indiana, to like I think like a. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and we met with this guy and his mom. We were going to make a music video for this dude. But dude, we were hanging out in Gary. It was a week. That place is, there's just so much rundown shit and buildings and houses. Yeah, there's so many amazing Houses buildings. that have like burnt down and like, I don't know, mm-hmm. man, crazy shit. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, I've been there too. I think I've, I think I want to say I've been there twice. I, I know I've been there at least once for a, uh, it was a hardcore show. I can't remember who it was like uh, this band called Backbone and another band called Bruise. They're no longer together. I don't think Backbone's together anymore either. But um, yeah, we went to get it was an awesome show. But it was like, yeah, there was a lot of abandoned buildings. And then when we whenever we left outside of the venue, there was like a lot of, um, I guess, just homeless people walking around. And then the liquor store was just covered in bars. (laughs) Like you had to get buzzed into the liquor store. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. I kind of want to go to the show. It'd be so random to see yeah. Sugar Ray and, on New and Year. We could all get. We could all meet up, like, because you you would take the South Shore train to Gary, and then I don't know how if we'd all meet up at the same time, but yeah, we could meet there because you could take the train and get off at of Gary. We could all we'd we'd both get it to, off at the same spot right so yeah i was thinking about it but it, yeah it's just it's gary <laughs> no i know it's an iffy place at night for sure um yeah but and it, it's the same know. i feel the same way about chicago though at the, at the same you know so i i think i like i shouldn't be afraid of something negative happening plus it's a it's at a casino right so casinos usually have a lot of security all we have to do is leave the hotel, go to the casino, and then go to the casino, go back to the hotel. Yeah, that's true. I think it's I think it's doable, man. It's not that. Yeah, it's doable. It's not that crazy. Yeah, it's at a ho- it's at a casino, so that part of Gary and where the casino is will be pretty. I mean, obviously, anywhere in the world, anything can happen at any moment. I understand that, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm, yep. saying, I'm saying like if we're if we just hung out by the casino parking lot just to get a ride or whatever, I don't think right. anything. I don't think anything bad's gonna happen there. No, but there is a weird like intuition thing or something where like. You, you go over in your head what you're going to do. And there, there seems to be a lot, a decent amount of fear that people have about, you know, doing stuff these days. Mm-hmm. But when you go, my point is when you go out and do it, it's not that bad. So <laughs> yeah, I just, exactly. I feel like we build up a lot, dude. I, I don't, I don't feel like I know, but people, people's brains build up a lot of like shit about an idea or something instead of just going with the flow and going. It's we I, I do it too though. It's weird. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's uh I mean, yeah, I told Jazz and I was like, man, I want to bring my gun, but then I would I would I obviously couldn't take it to the casino. I'd have to keep it locked up in the hotel. But then, you know, there's the cuz I I told you that story about when we were in Elkhart and there was like a, a prostitute with like the the dude that was there in Elkhart, Indiana. Yeah. But, and I'm like you know, you'd probably see something like that at the hotel, but it's, you know, we've already dealt with it. So what's, what's really the worst that could happen? Yeah. I, I, I feel like as long as you don't just like go wandering down some shady street with like half burnt down houses and shit, you know, <laughs> you, you do that and you're kind of asking for it. But yeah, yeah. I feel like you said, if you just, if we just went to the show and then back to a hotel room, and then you know whatever that that's safe. Yeah. Like, and then we'd all go back to the to the the train station the next day. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually uh, open carry. You don't need a um, you don't need a the card or anything like that. But I I also have the card. Well, then why are you at the hotel? I'll take it with you. Do what? Take your gun with you. Don't uh, leave at the hotel. You said leave it at the hotel. No, you're no. He said take it with you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then I could, because mo- most hotels have a safe. You know, I could always call the hotel too. Be like, hey, you guys have a safe if we get it's the room. Better have it with you if you need it, right? To, if you're going out, if you're worried about something happening. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah. And Mark Passo talks about uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They're allowed to still carry. He carries his with them. Oh, really? In Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Because Ohio is really strict. That's what Ohio talks about that annoys them because you know you just cross some imaginary line and you suddenly it's illegal. It's just man-made stupid laws where one state you can conceal carry, open carry Texas, and other places you can't carry you have it at all. It's just right. stupid random made-up rules of humans, right? Yeah, it's that arbitrary, you know, arbitrary um, control. <laughs> I'm translating control. Yeah. Exactly. What is everything back to in the world? Control. Well, shoot. How how's uh, how was your week, Dennis? Good to hear from you. Yeah, no, it's uh, too bad. I'm just doing my usual, translating Mark Passio stuff, and I'm I got my own site, Right Farm Apparel Publishing, where I'm starting to translate uh, John Lamb Lash's uh, uh, Mandela Effect decoded into text. Oh, okay, nice. Have you ever listened to that? <clears throat> no, I need to. I've I was I've been intrigued by it yeah no, it's, uh, i listened to it years ago and started to translate that one go over it again and translate it into text it's pretty interesting how he he's a gnostic scholar the whole aeon sophia myth where she fell into the earth became Gaia sophia she's the living intelligence of the earth and that whole mythos story is quite interesting but he sees that, that she, there's some sort of paranormal paranormal message in the mandela effect and he decodes it over like 70 broadcasts really interesting that, that does sound interesting. Yeah, do, do you know anything about the Mandela effect, Matt? Have you heard about that? I've heard of it, but I can't say I know like a lot about it. No. Okay, yeah, so could you elaborate, Dennis? Isn't like, so there's, um, I'm thinking of the Berenstein Bears one. Yeah, there's lots of things where, where people's names have changed. Like uh, Sally Fields is now Sally Field. A lot of those names from plural oh. to singular names, right? Yeah. Huh. Or when known a writer used to be W Y, now it's spelled W I. 
And yeah. People, people's memories get adjusted. They're not aware of this. You call Sally Fields or Winona Ryder, their driver's license and everything's changed and they'll swear their name has always been that way, but that's not the way I remember it, right? Yeah. That's There's lots of effects like that. Baron Steam Bearers, Looney Tunes. It used to be T-O-N-E-S, now it's T-U-N-E-S, as in a tune. And a company swears it's always been that way. We wanted to, you know, but it's not. I remember it was a cartoon. It's a play on cartoons. So there's lots of these kind of changes, and they call it the Mandela effect. People remember things differently. And John Lash, he's decoded it. He sees a whole message, a whole cohesive message. It's like a detective, detective, and he puts all these together to decode the, the secret message of Sophia to uh, people who can hear it, who can discern what he's saying. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. A lot of people just see those random changes and oh, they don't really know what's going on, or the devil's causing it, or it's CERN, you know, changes the timelines or whatever. And there's all kinds of theories, but no one's really put together a you know a message in it, like a detective. Like, what's is it? Is there a message from things that have changed from before? What does it What does it mean? Is there some sort of message there? Hmm. That makes me think of uh, the Star Wars conundrum of uh, what was his name? Who shot first? You know. Well, C-3PO, he's got a silver leg now. He never used to. Really? Yeah. I don't remember him ever having a silver leg, but now when you look at the movies, he's got a silver leg. I don't remember that either. Wow. Huh. And then there were some changes like uh, Luke, I'm your father, or no, I'm your father. Those will be part of that Mandela effect change, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Oh. Hmm. I, I, I like Star Wars, Star Wars. I remember like it was, uh, Darth said, uh, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And Luke says, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And then Darth just says, no, I am your father. That's how I remember it, right? Yeah. Huh. But apparently it's changed. Wow. Yeah, that's what I, that's what one thing that drives me nuts about uh, digital media and digital video games and Every everything in the entertain entertainment industry is going to that to the to the digital age, right? You know, where the streaming you don't know. Well, that's one, know, way, that's one way people try to explain it, right? That oh, it's been digitally changed, or the, the you know. But if right. you have an old movie, an old VHS movie or something in your own house, you go listen to it, and it's changed there, so you can't explain it that way, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a memory issue. You can't actually huh? prove it, but. You, you distinctly remember it a certain way, and you pull out your old VHS and you watch it, and damn, it's changed. What, did, the, did Disney come into your house and change it? No, I don't think so. It's a, it's a, it is a paranormal <laughs> thing. But you have to uh, trust your memory, right? It's, it's oh, a, yeah. You can sometimes find residual evidence of, of like that in your old VHS. You might pull out your old VHS, and it has the old saying, right? But your next door neighbor yeah. who's got a VHS, too, it's changed. Stuff like that. It's really wacky, right? Yeah. And then for they have so many different types of editions of the DVDs too. If you go, there's like like I've I collect DVDs a lot. So I'll sometimes if you go look on Amazon, there will be five different versions of the same DVD, and it's just random releases. Like they, they'll change the cover slightly a little right. bit. You know, it's it's hmm. Apparently, Moonraker the movie. Remember that one where Jaws at the end smiles and his girlfriend smiles and she has braces. That's what he used to say, but now, now, yeah, now she, she doesn't have braces she, anymore. She doesn't have braces? No. Are you sure? Well, watch her Moonraker. Huh. I remember that. She smiled, and that was the joke, because he had these 
metal teeth and she got metal teeth to, to, to yeah exactly smiles but now she doesn't have those anymore huh lots of little changes like that and you know you think well it's just random changes i don't know maybe it's cern or just my memory but jay john lamb lash thinks there's a whole message in it and going through the whole series it's like i, I hear what he's saying it makes some sense it's, uh, it's interesting <laughs> right Hmm. They could maybe they could do it on purpose, you know, just to just to send us down that rabbit hole. That way, we just, you know, well, for like a simulated reality, whoever's outside the construct and control the simulated reality, yeah, they're maybe sending us down rabbit holes, messing with us. But no, it's not. A, humans can't do it. It's just impossible to change every digital media VHS tape everywhere in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but nowadays they can with. The, all the streaming services like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of movie directors right now talking about how people who have dvds and stuff like that are, are preserving physical media because nowadays everything is digital and hardly hardly anybody like it's kind of rare right. to like i i when i i used to travel and i played people's houses in chicago played house parties and stuff not they would have like they wouldn't have that many DVDs. It was always kind of shocking to me. They never had that much physical media. Yeah, because so their DVD of... will be changed. Or like I'm saying, like an old VHS tape will be changed too, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's a real phenomenon, I think, anyway. Or printed books like the Bible. There's lots of changes in the Bible too. I don't know if you're not familiar with the Bible changes. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I can't say I am. There's, there's very common ones people heard, like Isaiah 11.6 that says, the, the lion shall lie down with the lamb, but now it says the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. Hmm. Huh. Do you remember that one? Wow. Nuh uh. That's changed. Or the Lord's prayers changed quite a bit. Our Father who art in heaven, I will be thy name. And now it says our Father, which art in heaven? Just a little change from who to which. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. That is. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now says thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now says forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. <laughs> wow. Why is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever? Amen. Now it just says forever. Amen. Hmm. Most people memorize that one. That's why I point that one out. But if you go check your physical printed King James Version, you'll see it's changed. Wow, yeah, I was I was uh, I was at um, my my fiance's mom's house the other night, and she had a it was like a, one of those uh, by it was a Bible for children. And I here, let me find the picture. I wish I could show the audience the picture, but um, it was yeah, so, it. Hold on, I'm sorry, man. So it says hands-on Bible, and uh, it says experience the fun and live the truth. And there's a chick and a dude on the cover, but the, the chick on the cover, I mean, it's a little girl, they're little kids. The, the, the little girl, so it would be the sacred feminine, she's, she's totally upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, experience the fun, you know, experience the fun, like the, as, as if they're, they're trying to make the Bible like a sort of self-indulgent, like a fun, ooh, it's fun, like we can, it's pleasure, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And then right yeah. under experience the fun, it says live the truth, you know? Experience the fun, live the truth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gain pleasure and then live the truth, right? <laughs> like, what? No, I don't think that's how it works. 
<laughs> no, that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> I don't know, man. This life's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Gosh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've been just doing all week. I've been doing uh, just YouTube video game channels. I need. I really need to work on this book so I can pump it out before November's over. And I, I need to stop worrying about video games. <laughs> but I was also, um, before we started recording, I was working with QuickTime Player. And I'm trying to figure out how to record my screen and, uh, and the audio at the, at the same time so I could maybe do some different video games and, and do different styles of videos. Because I've, uh, I've, I've been doing a series where uh, um, I, our, me and Matt's friend, uh, Brandon Martin, he's got his own... Him and his cousin Nate Cap have their own podcast called the Cubbyhole Podcast. So I've been, I've just kind of been go, playing video games and letting the podcast play in the background. And uh, so, like, I'm just killing creatures and like going through caverns and and defeating bosses while they're talking about natural law. And uh, they get into like <laughs> some Egyptian history and stuff like that. It's real. It's it's fun. But hopefully, people are paying attention to it. You know, it's a different different way to to get their very awesome knowledge about natural law out there. Maybe try to get some of the uh, some of the gamers into it. You know, you think the gamers are are into philosophy and existentialism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess you never know. But, yeah, hopefully that's. I mean, <laughs> that's all you can do is hope, right? Yeah. Hopefully, people are paying attention. They're getting into the into the knowledge. You know, maybe somebody like, like, oh, look at this video game. It's like, what is this? And then they'll be be there to watch me grind or watch somebody grind, and then they'll get that knowledge. Talk about natural law. The next episode that they do that I have to do is coming up is episode, I think it's six, but it's uh, it's called Esoteric Relationships. It's a really good episode. It's awesome. Cool. Well, I mean, maybe your inspiration from Brandon Martin can – you're, you're figuring out a way to get your message out there. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we also, hopefully we're going to do an interview with him soon. Oh, nice. And actually, hey, Matt, we should offer him to, since we have this, we can do like a sort of a party. We should have me, you, and him on the on next week. Sure. I mean, wanna, if he wants to, yeah. You want me to ask him? That'd be great, man. That'd be, man, that'd be a good episode. Yeah, I mean, I had I had him on once, and it was pretty good. Um, he, he said a lot of good shit, like because he's lived he's lived a really unique life. Like he was going to punk shows at like ten years old, nine years old. <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he... Well, well, I was just trapped in the the school system, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, he told the story about um, the Bam Bam Margera story and how they yeah. went to his mansion in Philadelphia. I was. I never heard that story. That was very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I never heard that out of him. I know, like my buddy Noah somehow got involved with Bam for a little bit when they were doing that Dude Man Bro Band, because um, mm. he went to Bam's Castle Bam or whatever the oh, fucking yeah. place is. That's what it was. Yeah, Dude he Man went to like the the Dude Man Bro Band. I I was supposed to go with on that trip. I think they what? met Ryan. I think they met Ryan Dunn before he died too. I'm Did not even really? I'm not what? even kidding. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I mean, yeah, I was supposed to go, but I <laughs> some stupid job or some bullshit held me back. So I could have met Bam too, but whatever. It is what I'm, I, but what do I? I mean, I've met a million celebrities doing autographs, so it's like they're just other fucking people, whatever. Like, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, but no, I never knew. I never knew that Brandon Martin and Bam, you know, but it makes sense with Bruce Martin. I mean, Bruce Martin knew Tony Hawk and all those people, so it's just like it makes yeah. kind of sense that Brandon Martin and MTV's been to Skatopia. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. yeah. This uh, this past year, there was a couple of uh, local Skatopian legends at Bullbash. They were telling me how uh, Bam just randomly showed up one night. In the middle really? of the night, like, like two in the morning, and it was only the only the locals were there, and he was he partied with with them a little bit for a couple hours, and then he left. Damn, that is cool. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, and it's Skatopia is literally out in the middle. Of, it's so so. Dennis, this property is eighty eight acres, and uh, twelve acres of it is all. Uh, they use twelve acres of it for skate park. Okay. There's there's a there's a church of skating which has two different. Uh, skate bowls in it. There's a concrete bowl and a wooden bowl, um, and then there's the uh, the distorted Epcot bean, which is the biggest bowl on the property. It's uh, I think it's eleven and a half foot deep. And then there's a there's a uh, it's supposed to, it's it's supposed to be a, a full pipe. It looks like a full pipe, but they call it the fool's pipe because the top of the pipe is cut off. It's so it's not actually a full pipe. Okay, you just do roller skating kind of thing. Oh yeah, skateboarding. Oh, yeah, but yeah, there's, there's 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 been roller skating chicks that go there. They you know they show up sometimes. There's there's all <laughs> sorts of characters. Sometimes even BMXers show up. I've seen, but I don't think they're encouraged because BMXers tear up the uh, tear up the concrete. Yep, with the pegs. I can rollerblade. I can do that a little bit. Uh, I've never done roller skates though. Was like two two wheels, or is it rollerblades are just one? Uh, blades are the one, and then skates are the four wheels. Yeah, I can do rollerblades. I'm sure roller skates the same, very similar. Right. I could never. I mean, it was always tough for me. They had a. There was a section in like gym in high school where we had to. We were had like a semester of rollerblading and I failed. I literally failed. <laughs> oh yeah, rollerblading is hard, man. I got I got or, okay at it. No, I think I got a D for trying, but <laughs> well, you can yeah. skate on blades, like which I, I play a little hockey, so it's roller blades are pretty similar. Oh you played hockey? A little bit, but I'm not I'm not very good. I just pick up hockey like I never really did it as a kid, more minus later later life. Still, that's awesome. I love hockey. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, I'm kind takes, of uh. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was say it takes practice, right? You know, to to skate on rollerblades or skates like just blades. It's, uh, you balance and everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That would take a lot of practice, and yeah, that's one of those things where if you get rusty. You know, you're, it's going to take you like an entire day to probably get back in the zone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've, I, a couple of my cousins got super – they're into – I have a cousin that's uh, into speed skating. He he does races. And Crazy. Yeah, if cool. he stops – if he doesn't do it for like 
uh, four or five days in a row. Like if he gets lazy, he'll get, he actually gets extremely rusty. Yeah, it's that muscle memory, right? You gotta keep your muscles automatically knowing what to do, right? It's like like Mark says in the course, you gotta practice, right? Practice the computer stuff, and or you forget exactly. It. Yeah, you yeah, I'm getting fired up. Yeah. I'm I keep getting fired up because although although I am like I'm doing what I can with the equipment that we have. So uh, I have to use the internet browser for, for Photoshop, but every time I do it, I, I really get faster and I get more familiar with the tools. And uh, as I'm seeing my progress and it's awesome. It makes me really happy. Yeah. That's good, man. Heck yeah. So this is the second time Mark changed my life. <laughs> Again, because I got into his work and I started fucking straightening my ass out. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of, you know, like... Well, our classmates always talk about there's always that ebb and flow where you 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 know you kick your butt into gear and then you you kind of maybe get burnt out and then you know you go back to laziness and you revert back to uh, kind of being a sheeple. <laughs> yeah. But, but now I'm at the age where I'm like, man, I'm I'm ready. I'm really taking this stuff seriously. I want to, um, man. I'm really thinking about just applying for a job just to save up to get money to just to do it another year. Even I already have, I have all the classes, but one recorded. Like I, I just really love the experience and talking to the class. It has, it makes me feel like less alone for people like us, you know, like people like me and you, Matt and Dennis, like it, you know, it, man, it gives you a lot of hope. Cause you know, you talk, talk to people after class and before class and it, it's like, everybody's on the same page. And you don't, you don't, a lot of times, you know, when you go out to normal society, you go out to work, you deal with, deal with regular people. It's, you try to talk about deep stuff and they just kind of oh, throw it in the trash, you know, sweep it under the rug. And no, I, I love that you're saying, <laughs> I love, I love that you're saying all this. Cause it's like, that's where the loneliness feeling comes in is that they, they, they either can't comprehend what the fuck you're talking about, or they're just so swamped in in the system that they're just too far gone to listen or you know yeah <laughs> or sometimes it's too much like i've i kind of noticed now looking back before like i started really like reading books and like esoteric books and occulted books and i still need to read the trivium but you know looking back i i talking to brandon martin somebody like brandon martin um he, he would just like so much knowledge it would be like and i would only be able to like remember a drop of it you know a drop of the no, information out of the entire country. i love that you're i love that you're saying that too because that that's like every time i go to skatopia and you get like a bomb of knowledge and then by the time you leave skatopia it's like i remember like one thing yeah like, it's, it's nuts dude i know well i, I feel like the, even for people like us that are seeking the truth sometimes to get that huge bomb of knowledge is even like too much for us even sometimes like i don't even want to put it like that because you're just trying to expand you know now like knowledge of yourself but sometimes it's just too much to hear about yeah <laughs> like yeah sometimes and i'll be listening to some podcasts like wake the dead and so, so, uh, yeah I'll just, I'll just get in the mood like i have to shut it off and i have to watch something dumb you know, because a lot of the, I mean, most most of the day I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to the videos that, that uh, our classmates send to each other. And 
through in the group chat. You know, so it's I, I take in all so much information on a daily basis. It's like, wait, I gotta like watch some Rick and Morty or King of the Hill or so. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but you do, and that's why that shit's there. But like, yeah, but I know what you mean, man. It, it, I mean, I, I when I was first watching all the rabbit holes on TikTok every night, this and this, and then I just I had to take a break because it was just like. Okay, I get that this shit's going on, but like most of us can't stop it. Number one, like I'm not, it sucks, but it's true. Like, so why like like indulge yourself in so much of it? I don't know. It's just, oh, don't say that. That's a trap. I guess, yeah, but a yeah. lot, but yeah. but digging rap, but going down rabbit holes consistently is kind of a trap, too. So I don't know. Well, if you get black pill or you get discouraged, Nick, well, there's nothing we can do. That's what they call the black pill. You can you can take in the knowledge and you can remind and teach and do podcasts and there you know keep the memory the understanding alive by practicing telling it on the podcast or to other people and that helps it to spread right. Yep, that's true. Heck yeah, because then it's there for future generations. You know, it might not be extremely popular right now, but who knows? You know, maybe maybe uh, you know I hate to say this, but maybe like after you pass, the podcast will blow up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Well, that's, what, well, that's, yeah. what, that's what happened to a lot of artists. Like uh, uh, the last episode, we were talking about that um, painter. Um, yeah, Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Gogh. And then that also reminds me of uh, the writer H.P. Lovecraft. I'm always talking about him. Like he he didn't he made barely any money. He was barely struggling to survive, and like it's, he was writing stories just to help take care of his his single mom and his his dad died because of just back in the day they didn't have you know the medical industry that we have today so it was just really interesting how and and now like everybody knows who it or a lot of people know know who hp lovecraft is and if you go watch a horror movie it do, really doesn't matter what horror movie there's probably going to be some lovecraftian elements in there you know i'd even say like the the character Predator, for example, like his face kind of looks like a Cthulhu sort of inspiration. Right on. Heck yeah. Ooh. Uh, I'm I, I'm I have to take a leak real quick. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> That's all good. So yeah, are you gonna take the course maybe one of these days? Mark Castle's course there. I would like to, yeah. It's, it sounds really, I mean, it sounds like getting the right kind of information on a weekly basis. That's pretty cool. So, Yeah, he knows lots of stuff about computers, so we're learning about networking and all kinds of software programs and how to put, put together a, a live broadcast and live stream it. So there's lots of stuff he shows us. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta, you just got to give people credit that try to you know put as much of this kind of information out there because a lot of people want it to be blocked or taken down i think henry even said some of mark Passio's stuff on youtube has been taken down it's just yeah. like mm -hmm. he said something about covid being a psyop and youtube took that video down yeah huh. that's wild that is yeah. why it's so it's it's just wild that like what what society deems okay and what's not okay I, it's just wild heck yeah oh so i was uh to 
to go to a more positive note, I did find this story on Facebook. If you guys want to hear it, I kind of copied and pasted it to my phone for the show notes. Oh, yeah, right on, man. I could read this little this little segment. It's called November 19th. Since, uh, you know, November 19th just kind of passed, it was called a, a Ramones Aversary. Early, early on in the Ramones career, lead singer Joey Ramone used the steam from a humidifier in the dressing room before going on stage to help open his sinuses so he could sing better. It was on the anniversary of this date, November 19th, 1977, that a faulty humidifier exploded before a show in Passaic, New Jersey, giving him second-degree burns. After emergency treatment with the burns on his face covered in salve, Joey went on to perform a full set that night along with two encores. He, he would spend the following week at the New York Hospital Burn Center. The experience would later inspire him to write a song called I Want to Be Sedated, originally released on the band's fourth studio album, Road to Ruin, in 1978. It was the first song that Marky Ramone learned to play. He, he took over the drumming duties for the band. Later, I Want to Be Sedated would become number 145 on the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. In 1999, National Public Radio included the song in the NPR 100, in which NPR's music editors sought to compile the 100 most important American musical works of the 20th century. The song was featured in the official teaser trailer of the 2019 film Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Spider-Man's secret identity Peter Parker was, like the Ramones, a resident of Queens, neighborhood of New York City, New York. It also went through high school when... Wait, it, it also thought that the high school he went to is a thinly disguised forest hills high school that the ramones attended and is where they met growing up there's also a few entourage episodes where the main characters try to score a movie based on joey ramone so the next time you are having a crummy day remember that crummy days matter too take take the lousy experience and write a song about it like joey did turn that energy into something positive because you never know yeah, and that that's that is the truth, and we all need that reminder when we're going through that bad day, and because all you can usually think about is I'm having a bad day. Like, so yeah, that's a good reminder. Heck yeah, yeah, I love that. And uh, like I said, it was on Facebook, and unfor- I didn't do the research. Like, I don't know, I don't know how true that is. I I didn't get time to do the research. I was slacking. But yeah, it was good. You know, a little inspiration there. Yeah, I I freaking love the Ramones. So, oh, the Ramones are no, they they are one of a kind. All like a lot of other bands, you you. There's no way people could pick up a bass, guitar, and drums and emulate that. There's just no way. Right. Yeah. People try. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not going to try. I'm just saying they're never going to get to. Most of those, most of the big name bands out there are. One of the reasons they're big is because, like, and I'm not saying that's what matters about art getting to that level, but they're mm-hmm. big because they fucking they know what they're doing and they work hard. And heck yeah, no, the Ramones are awesome, man. That they're so like, there's they're they're a different kind of punk, like they are. Yeah, they have a lot of different styles, a lot of different styled songs. Like they kind of remind me of like a punk rock Beatles, but the Beatles were. The Beatles came from the Tavistock Institute, which is a think tank corporation, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. And Paul McCartney's a whole nother rabbit hole. We don't oh, need to talk man. about yeah. that right now, but <sighs> Yeah, that's uh that's actually the next book review I'm going to do. Or not uh 
the next book review, the next next one for November is Freedom Through Memedom, but the next one is called The Musical Truth, Volume 1 by Mark Devlin. And Mark Devlin, he's one of the content creators on the One Great Work Network. He's he's a total legend. Freaking love Mark Devlin. Cool. Well, since you're talking about a book, then I'm going to explain that. I'm going to re-release Drifter Diaries. Yes. I've been going through... I've been going through and take. I mean, I'm I, I'm gonna have to take out a lot of these YouTube links because they just don't fucking work anymore, and that's a shame. But it is a book too, so it doesn't it have to be. I just my goal originally was to have like a, a, a audio and visual experience, through, like you read a bit and then you watch a video and then you read a bit. It, that was my goal, yeah. but I don't know, man. I, I I I like like you said, I checked every link. And mm-hmm. something comes up, not nothing comes up, but it has right. nothing. To do, it has nothing to do with what I thought it was. So, but I did find like three or four links that do make sense and they do work. So I did add those. So right. there, there's a few, but it, I don't know. But art, art is a weird thing. Sometimes you have to like revise stuff and take stuff out. And then the only other issue I have is one paragraph or like somehow got all like the the letters i've never seen this before but they got all like jumbled together so i had to delete that and then i'm gonna go reference from another like older copy of it to see and like copy and paste that section back and then it'll be ready it'll be ready to go again yeah there's always some weird issue with art you never know I don't know, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and no, and I mean, I've never even platform. seen like like the letters are like fucking like smushed to like you could sort of read the words, but not really. I'm like, I've never even seen this on a digital media before. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, there's always roadblocks, right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but it's good. To, it's. I feel like if you, as an artist type, if you don't fix those things that are in the back of your brain on your projects, you'll never be like a hundred percent sad. Like now I know when I release yep. this again, it's ready to go. I, I didn't know it wasn't ready to go before. Cause I forgot about all those YouTube links, but because I did this fucking, I don't know, 2015. Yeah. It's been, it's been eight or seven or eight years since I fucking wrote this. So <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I was, the first couple of videos I recorded for YouTube, they're gone. They got deleted for I don't know why. For like for no yeah, reason. that's that's another rabbit hole I want to go down because I want to figure out why the fuck, why would you delete? But but then like most of my stuff is still up. But yeah, there's hmm. definitely like there's a video of me and this dude in San Diego, like in the Taco Bell, like what? where your home was. Oh, yeah, I have, I have. But dude, it's gone. Like I looked up every oh. you know keyword possible that it could be and it's right. gone so it's gone yeah, yeah it's just these platforms man you know that's why that's why mark's always like you know you kind of got to create your own network and it yeah it's really interesting but i like how that ties into what we were talking about earlier about the you know the platforming you just never that know. is true I, I guess that's one thing i don't think about enough is creating your own network and and not just relying on the networks that are out there that man i don't think about that kind of stuff enough because yeah. social me- social media is so automatic it's just i don't yeah, know it's so right? weird. and it's it's, it's so weird like it's so weird what you get likes on and what you don't. I've, I've posted Dude. so much stuff that I thought yeah, I would get like a decent amount of likes on. And then the stuff that you think get like no likes gets like 12 likes. You're like, yes. what? It's so, so weird, man. Let me, I'm going to go into our, our account, my, our, our analytics real here, real quick. Yeah. So I have one video and it was like, 
a boring video and it's it, it like i've watched it went from zero views to 40 views in in three days now it's it's up to like 300 over 300 views I'm like this. Just doesn't make any sense. It was just a random video. There, there's no talking in it. It's just a gameplay video, and it's, it's. You know, I would expected some of the songs I posted from some of the local bands. That's what I expect to really to blow up. Not some random video game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you guys go. You guys go out and do Beagle Eye Visions, and that's the stuff that you want people to see. Yeah, and, and then and then you make something else that's like, it, it, it's it, 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 all, sometimes the stuff that's like effortless. Like one time, this dude I used to know crushed up uh, uh, some Adderall to show how to snort it, and it has like it has like fifty two thousand plays, like Whoa. like fifty two, not not hundred, fifty two thousand, like fifty two k, and it's in, in a million comments. Yeah. I'm like, you just never know what's gonna blow up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mark said that. I think, I think Mark. Or, oh God, I Tim Tice says that because one time he yeah. posted it, and I la- I laughed on his page. I was like, dude, you say YouTube yeah. too? I'm like, I've, I've been saying YouTube for years. I think that's where I saw it. But yeah, and then uh, another one was the Skatopia interview with Brandon. That one kind of. Let me see how many. Can't remember. That one's pretty far back. You never know what you put on the internet where it might reach somewhere. Did I tell you I had someone from Russia contact me about Mark's work? About Mark's work? Wow. Because that website I have, what on earth is happening.wtf. I'm translating his verb his verbal audio visual presentations into text. And somebody in Russia is trying to do the same thing. And they, they oh. like my text. They're going to use it to do subtitles on his videos. And they ask me for some clarification on what Mark was saying in the video. So I'm helping them out. That's amazing. Yeah. And I only put the site up like in the last month or so. And somebody already from Russia is contacting me. Interesting. Yeah. I, I love that. On a Google search right on the first, first page. If you just put in what on earth is happening, you'll, you'll scroll down about halfway and you'll see my, my website's already there. Wow. There was some there were, they wanted clarification. There's some video where Mark was talking about they they're more they're more on parents and, and they couldn't understand what they, they thought meant more two words more and more and then on more on. <laughs> they they didn't understand the context, right? No, it's one word. M O R O N. Mark is talking about more on, <laughs> <more> on parents. <laughs> the, or the cause of the problems, right? The parents gotta teach them. That's funny. So it's, it's some simple stuff like that. And a native English speaker understands what's going on, but these Russians didn't. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, this interview with Brandon Martin has 30 views more than the random boring video game one. Right. See, so you, you just can't. There's no way you can make sense of these algorithms. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So bizarre. But it's just weird when you have one that blows up a little bit. Or, like, one time I did daily videos and i can't find this page on facebook either it must have gotten taken down i don't know but i, I made videos for like 80 some days straight and uploaded to youtube and i finally broke like over a thousand views when i was in san diego like 
So nice. I mean, but it, but it took like eighty-two days or something of making videos, like to like finally oh. like like break through. Like it was, and and on most of the videos, yeah, would have like ten plays, twenty plays, like. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm in San Diego, and I make this video getting on a, a bus um, to go back to my where I'm staying after work, and it just blew up a little bit the next day. <laughs> That's so interesting. You just never know, man. <laughs> That's so crazy about this life that there's all these like school programs and this and then all this stuff and careers you could be, but still nobody even really knows what's ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Heck yeah. I don't know. It's just, and you're supposed to distract yourself with a career while the fucking governments just fuck you over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that song that, uh, um, Rich, Richmond, Rich men of Richmond. Yeah, dude, that guy's awesome. He like, well, I don't know, you know, whether God is real or not. I, I listened, I watched his episode with Joe Rogan and he, he had some like spiritual thing happen to him to make him write that song. Like he'd never written hmm. a song in his entire life. And then fucking, but I love that song. Cause it's like overtime hours for bullshit pay. It's like, yep, yeah, that's what's, go- that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. He said he he wrote it, he recorded it, and now he's he was working, and now he's like playing shows and sold out shows all over the country. Yeah, it's really interesting. But that song is really like I have to play it almost once a day, especially going to one of these dumb jobs. It's like I have yeah. to play the song about how you give your time and you just get screwed over. Oh, you're not, you're not helping me, Matt. You're not helping me. I'm cause I'm supposed to be applying to jobs and I probably need to bring in some. Well, man, I'm not saying don't currency. get, I, well, sometimes you have to get a job, man. So nobody, I know, most, most people really don't want to, but I don't know. I think a lot of people in this country, the thing is actually they do want to work. That's the thing. Well, this country is built on work. Work, 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 work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I just saw um, Dennis, the, the unveiling book review has a comment. It's oh. an emoji of a dancing girl in a red dress, and it says in quotes, promo, promoism. <laughs> Where's that on your YouTube channel? Yeah. <laughs> interesting random comment. Promoism? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> what? What, you, what does he mean? That's what I mean. What, I don't know what people on the internet are ever even fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired. It's getting a little late. Like I was saying, the the weather today. Like I I just can't wake up, or I don't know if it, I'm probably dehydrated because I woke up today and my I could see my breath. <laughs> so. I haven't been drinking that much water. I've been drinking a lot of coffee and coffee. Yeah, coffee. I love coffee. It's so delicious. I, I only like it at Denny's. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, Denny's? That's interesting. Yeah, man. Well, that's all we used to do around here in these dumb suburbs is just go to Denny's till like two in the morning. Are they still open, I wonder? Oh yeah, there's one around here. Oh wow. Yeah, 
I want to go. I want to go to In and Out Burger in Arizona. Oh, there's and there's a Portillo's in Arizona too. It's so crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, we have a yeah. Portillo's over here in Mishawaka. Is there one there? Yep. I mean, it's kind of yeah, it's on the other side of town. Like it's pretty kind of far. I know everybody needs a car, and we can't get a car. It's too nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> well, it, it was it was kind of funny. Uh, going over to Jasmine's mom's house all like her sisters like they have a car but the car was broke down and they took it to a mechanic but the mechanic like totally shafted them uh they all they needed to do was replace a battery and you know that uh, the battery cost 120 dollars plus like a little bit of labor they ended up paying like 400 dollars and their car is still broke down and it doesn't run damn bro. yeah and i'm like it, yeah, I hear shit like that, and I'm like, I don't want to get a car. I don't even have a reliable mechanic. I don't, <laughs> man. Well, that, that shit like that happens. No, that's why I am grateful for Uber and Lyft because it's way cheaper to go buy a Lyft give or Uber gift card and then put it on your account and take a ride than fucking yeah, yes. getting a car, getting insurance plus. If you take a Lyft or an Uber, you're never driving. So if the person gets pulled yep. over, you'll you'll never be in trouble. That that's my mm -hmm. argument to not get a car because I'm like you can ride safely, cheaper. Wouldn't you rather pay for like it's like you're giving someone gas money than fucking right. have to worry about license plates and stickers on license mm -hmm. plates and city but stickers and all the, this at, bullshit. At the same time, society is so upside down and fucking bizarre that uh, you know they. A lot of times, those guys don't get pulled over that often. You know, I, as a I used to work at Domino's, I, I was pretty close to all the delivery drivers because we spent more time at Domino's than we did at our own fucking houses. You know, <laughs> but um, I would get tight with the delivery drivers, and if they had that sign on, cops really didn't fuck with them. They had to drive like extremely reckless in order to even get pulled over. It's, huh. it's just so bizarre, and I, I think that's why well, a lot of Uber drivers put them stickers on their cars. You know what I mean? They put them Uber stickers on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I really do believe. Okay, I mean, I, obviously, like, there's every kind of person in every town or whatever, but I do believe that. Mm -hmm some towns and cities like cops are more harsh than others like i really believe that about yeah. this country anyways because like my, my example with like elmhurst where the cops are just dicks and then villa park next door where it's like way more liberal and they don't give a fuck it, it's just two suburbs in america and it, it just shows how difference or how much difference the cops are in each town. like it's crazy yeah they are a lot different <laughs> It, man, gosh, I just, I really want to go see Sugar Ray on New Year's, but, uh, <laughs> oh, a funny no, story. I, th I think we should go, man. I really I think, think we should, should go, go too. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I can take the train, so it's super safe. Again, no worries about driving. Yeah, or I, I do not worry about the train. Like, and I worst, really come, train. worst comes to worst, I just, I mean, I can, I'll even get it. I'll grab a lift for us to go back to the hotel and we'll yeah. be safe. Or we, can, we could split it too, you know, like if you want to take, get the lift to the venue, we could get the lift to the train station. You know, we could. Split oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right on. We'll figure it out. I think we yeah. should do it. Man. 
It'd be fun. Mark McGrath's hilarious. Sugar Ray's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, cool. I've it's, never hated. I've never hated them, but Mark McGrath, well, the lead singer, like takes himself a little too. Maybe he doesn't anymore. Listen, but during listen. Sugar Ray, he, he took himself a little too seriously. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's like super relaxed now. I agree. He did. He got into a couple. He used to get in a couple fights and stuff. He was very egotistical, and he'd get yeah. But um, listen to this. So this is a hilarious story, and it's extremely fucking synchronistic. So I don't know if I've told you before, but I have this tradition where every New Year's I watch the movie Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Unfortunately, I usually end up drinking alone, so I watch Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and then right after that, I watch a live video of Sugar Ray. And it's a video of Sugar Ray playing on like a on an Australian island, and they all the songs <laughs> that they do they remix their songs and they have like their live DJ there, so he does scratch like live scratches, and it sounds different than their albums. It's just um and amazing. So, so the reason why they're playing Gary this blows my mind. They were supposed to play the New York Times Square, right? And that's a fucking huge show for for an artist. Yeah, you're right. That's a they, huge one. They were supposed to play the ball drop. So one of the members got COVID, and they got replaced with uh, Smash Mouth. So that's well, why they're coming are you, to Gary. Really? But Smash Mouth's lead singer is dead. Really? Yeah, he's dead. What? So this is even weirder than – so they're. I mean, they're probably not going to use the same singer, obviously, then. They're going to get some – Sure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably you know some sound alike. I always I don't know, but I always feel like that whole issue of like, do you continue the band with so like I in a way like Dave Grohl of, of Nirvana and Foo Fighters was smarter because like he didn't continue Nirvana. Yeah, he just started something else. But then like even like Alice in Chains, they have a new singer, and like even Queen with that Adam Lambert guy or like. It's like, should you really, like, make Queen go on without Freddie Mercury? Like, I wouldn't, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. They did. They went on. And they sold out arenas. Oh, (laughs) the cash grab, yeah. The arenas got paid. The band got paid. The the security got paid, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I just think for another podcast, We'll talk about that, though. We'll talk about, like, if bands where a a key member dies – if they should like continue the band or stop. Like, I think it's a tough discussion because I could see both sides. So, right. Um, yeah. We, I think we'd have to get some more, uh, some more opinions in here <laughs> for that type of discussion. Yeah. But, um, oh, so I mean, just if they cut us off, I'm kind of tired. I'll probably end up just going to bed. But if they do cut us off, I do want to plug. So this Friday at Michiana Education and Arts Club, uh, there, there's a, a toy drive, a Metal Knight toy drive. We have um, featuring music by Masasuga, and these guys are young bloods. I think they're like 17 year olds. This band called Masasuga, um, and they just recorded their album at Michiana Education and Arts Club by Rex Hooligan. It'll be released in December. I think that's pretty cool. There's another band called Anakoth, and there's another band called Hate Zero. So if you're in the audience, you can you can find. Big Live Visions has a couple of Hate Zero videos. They're also on YouTube, Spotify, you know, all that good stuff. Hate Zero is awesome. They sound like uh, they do a cover of Welcome to the Machine to, to open up their set. And it's like, oh, it's phenomenal. It's so good. 
It's, they're 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 really good. Uh, I I just can't believe nobody knows who they are because they they should. I think they should be on the radio. So and it says well, I I hear you, man. I mean, I haven't gone re- real recent, but all the times I've gone to the punk rock tacos event, there's some bands there that it's like, dude, these should be they they shouldn't even have to work a job anymore. They should right, get fun- yeah. they should get signed. They should and I and obviously a lot of these bands probably don't. They're they're real punk roots and that's fine. And they don't want to mm-hmm. get signed. They don't want to get big. They don't want that. But some of these bands. They're so tight. You're like, dude, how do you guys yeah. how do you guys put more energy in the day jobs than fucking your music? Because your music's awesome. Like, I don't know. It's 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 mad, but that's been going on since yeah. the start of start of music. Like it is certain mad, certain people get credit and cer- certain people don't. I don't know. It's just Yeah. And there, speaking of that reminds me of a there's a band from uh, Kalamazoo that used to play shows around here all the time and they sounded so good they were so tight they were so solid uh they were yeah their name was the functional citizens they were hilarious they didn't take themselves too seriously but yet you know like i said they were tight they were, and they just kind of fell off they had they started getting a really good following like everybody around here absolutely loved them whenever they played a show they like at least you know like 50 to 100 people would show up just to see these guys and yeah, they, they made like three, four albums and then they just stopped and I barely hear from any of the guys anymore. So weird. And, yeah. and obviously, I mean, sometimes people have to break up or they start a family and yeah, but, but, but then you see all these other people with kids and, and they keep playing music and they don't let kids and a wife stop them, you know? So right. I don't know. It just depends on how much, how bad. I guess in this life, it is depends on how bad you want it or whatever. But yeah, that's the truth, I guess. <laughs> that's why I want but, freedom. <laughs> dude, I know. I, people like us, people like us and Brandon Martin. Freedom! We've been, dude, we've been trying to be freedom fighters for so long. And it's just like, it's exhausting because it's just like, I'm not saying not to do it, but I'm just saying fucking like, it's exhausting because. How so many people will just follow the norm and the yeah the rule the rules how nobody ever questions anything it's mm. real crazy heck yeah that reminds me of a a, a classmate um I'm I'm pretty sure Dennis knows what I'm talking about a classmate uh he asked so he did this little thing I could read it if you guys want me to um it's really interesting so I I. I'm kind of sad I didn't write the classmates name down, but maybe they didn't want me to anyway. So, uh, so he, I asked chat GPT the following question. If the world was run by a small group of evil geniuses, how would you know? And this is was this was the response. If the world were run by a small group of evil geniuses, it might be challenging to detect because such individuals would likely be highly skilled in manipulation, secrecy, and maintaining control. However, there are several signs or indicators that could potentially suggest the presence of such a scenario. Number one, the concentration of power. If a small secretive group holds significant power and influence over political, economic, and social systems worldwide, it could be a sign of an attempt at global control. Wow. And th- uh, there's, uh, there's eight more, so there's nine in total. It, yeah, it's just that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> chat GP and intelligence stuff like that, yeah. 
Yeah, that one, like, like what? Dude, it'll like hit the nail on the head, man. Like, if you think about it. Gosh. No, that was, that was written really well. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and well, so I don't know if you know what chat GPT is, Matt. I, I kind of, I don't really know what it is. Could you, could you elaborate, Dennis? It's just like, they call it an AI program, but it's no real AI, really. It's just a complex program that you can ask it questions and it knows, it knows lots of stuff and programs lots of things. It's kind of a complex program and it uh, almost seems human sometimes. Wow. Yeah, this oh. answer, this answer seems like, <laughs> seems kind of human. So uh, number two is lack of transparency, a lack of transparency in decision-making processes. Government operations and corporate practices may raise suspicion if key decisions are made behind closed doors. Yeah, here's the clincher. Without public scrutiny, it could be a red flag. Lots of that going on, yeah. Uh, that is so wild. Uh, number three, suppression of dissent, a pattern yeah. of suppressing dissent, opposition, yeah. or free speech is a concerning sign. This yeah, could involve yeah. censorship, media manipulation, or the stifling of political opposition. Well, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it just gets darker and darker and darker. <laughs> um, number five. Gosh. <laughs> Disproportionate wealth and resources. <laughs> wow. Again. Wow. Yeah, that's nail for sure. on the head. Uh, if a small group or a few individuals control an extraordinarily disproportionate share of global wealth and resources, it could indicate an effort to consolidate power. Bucket Man. of water. <laughs> I know, but these state they're just like they're nailing everything like there's no other way to say it like yeah <laughs> it's it more and more true and more and more dark hidden chains you know covert chains um so number six is manipulation of information the deliberate spread oh my gosh dude this makes me angry the deliberate spread of disinformation, propaganda, or fake news to shape public opinion and controlled narratives can be a tactic employed by those seeking to maintain control. What's that going on to? Wow. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, number seven. Oh, my gosh. Again, global conflicts and instability. Prolonged global conflicts. Instability or the creation the creation of crises may serve the interests of a group seeking to maintain power and control. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that, and then, yeah. <laughs> Gaza that's Strip, what's good. Hawaii, that's anybody? What's, yeah, right. right, right. Maui. Gosh. What else? COVID, Bud Light? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So eight, number eight. Oh, the uh, what was the eight? The the eighth hidden principle of care. Number eight: erosion of civil liberties, the gradual erosion of civil liberties, and the expansion of surveillance and control. This makes me want to throw my phone outside because it's just so accurate. The expansion of <laughs> surveillance and control mechanisms can indicate effort to consolidate power. 
you can't oh, get the, you can't get in the Amazon store unless you're you have your credit card attached to your Amazon account, and it can't be a debit card. <laughs> the last time we went to Chicago, we couldn't get into the Amazon store. Oh no, they're nuts about how so you get in. It's out of control, man. I know they want they want you to give up all your information and then just be like, I'm I'm okay. Like yeah. <laughs> gosh. Have to be able to laugh at it, right? <laughs> no, you have to because that really is the one healthy way to deal with it. Cause it's just mm-hmm. or I mean you could we we could always get like Mark Passio and start doing this podcast and, and screaming screaming stuff for <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no offense. I love Mark Passio. <laughs> uh, so, number nine, uh, pattern of exploitation: a consistent pattern of exploitation, oppression, or disregard for human rights may be indicative of a group with malevolent intentions. It's just like seeking power, seeking control, like. The average person doesn't wake up and just like I'm just gonna seek power and control today. Like I don't know. Yeah. Man. It's the the beast mentality of the six 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 Satanism. It's you know, they wanna be they wanna be omnipotent. They want to know everything and know what pe- everybody's doing at all times. And uh uh, they, uh what's the other word? They also want to be omniscient. Ah uh, yes. I'm, I'm looking I'm not at heard- Okay. I've not heard that word. I, I don't even remember what it means. I haven't heard it in so long. I'm looking I'm looking up definitions, but that's being, funny. Being is really slow. <laughs> well, none of us are rich artists yet, so we don't we don't have the best equipment. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, um, um omniscient is uh, omniscient is knowing everything in a, what is um omnipotent. Oh, yeah. can do anything. It's like Q on Star Trek. You can snap his fingers and do anything. Yep. Uh, omnipotent is of a deity. Unlimited power, able to do anything. Yep, so both of those okay, okay. definitely relate to the uh, the old G word, gubernare mens mentes, for those who know Latin, good for the government. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a life. I know. And people are having newborn babies every day brought into this fucking crazy fucking yeah. and controlled world. Like a poor newborn has no idea what he's in for. Mm-hmm. She's in for. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you have white parents, at least you have a chance to learn at a young age. Parents would teach you that stuff. Like Mark says, that's where all it's all to parents. They raise uh, unconscious parents, raising unconscious kids, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. And that's so true. Uh, you know, I was at the, the oh gosh, I was at uh, the place I was at over the weekend. Um, I was talking about fluoride in the water and uh, dead flesh is immoral and our bodies kind of don't really need it. <laughs> we used to, we would be hunters and gatherers, but we would, we would hunt for like special occasions. You know what I mean? And and the like the Native Americans they wouldn't hunt they they wouldn't like kill all the all of the deer and stock up for winter you know they would kill what was necessary, and they respect they kind of respected they had respect for the animal. You could you could say I guess, <laughs> right? And it was yeah. 
And, you know, they're arguing with me. Oh, we need meat. and da, 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 da. There's no fluoride in the water. We need fluoride. We need fluoride in our toothpaste. And it's like, yeah, okay, I understand that. But it's it's when you have too much of it. You could, I mean, you could get water poisoning just like you get fluoride poisoning. I mean, they put enough fluoride in our tap water and then you're, you're giving that to your baby and then you're, you're using fluoridated fluoride toothpaste and using that on your baby. And then it, it's the long-term effects is detrimental to our brains, to our consciousness and to our, to our mental health and to our bodies. Uh, right. it, I mean, it, it causes acne and I'm like, we all need to be buying filters. If you guys care about your family, we all need to be buying filters and, you know, just change the subject. Oh, let's, uh, you know, talk about Disney and <laughs> this is, that's what my weekend was like no but i know what you mean man like especially at holiday gatherings like nothing what of what's in your brain is ever going to come up with these other people you know you're all just going to talk about like basic shit like my sister's just like oh how's your apartment and like we didn't talk about we didn't really talk about much yeah yeah it's family but nobody goes under the surface right it's just all these very very basic like uh oh how's how's everything how's the apartment how's work how's (laughs) it's just it's very impersonal almost (laughs) and isn't that weird that you like you can be kind of like that relate type of relationship with the people that know you the best and you know them the best Mm. and it's still like like this like superficial conversation that like man yeah it it, because because what goes through my head is when we're having the superficial conversation, I'm like, we should be talking about something else, yep. not just like basic questions like, when, do you, when are you going to move up at work? Or do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you got an apartment. When are you going to get a house? You get in the car next, or, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I know. You're going you're gonna to re. I, 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 one day I'm ready for one of them to just tell me, you're going to just rejoin society finally, Matt? Like. <laughs> Gosh, that's profound, Matt. Yep. But dude, you know what? But do you know what? Being a starving artist that nobody knows about is still a killer life. So I don't care what anybody says, dude. I've had so many cool art moments that have gone nowhere, that have gone what what society calls nowhere. And I had I had the time of every time I do an art thing, even if it's, it gets rejected by all of society, I have the time of my life doing it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Because everybody, we all have this thought in our head that our art has to reach a certain point or, and, and that that's such a false thing in our head that I wish none of us had, but right. it, it's, it's, it's the environment we're raised in. Like, Part of the program, it's not real, and she's gonna make a ton of money at it, and everyone knows about it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was trying to find this quote by Thomas Edison that I saw over the weekend on failure. I saw a cool Mark Twain one in Tucson. Uh, it said like, <laughs> it said like, the two days that. Uh, but the most important two days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why you're here. That was a Mark Twain quote we saw. So that was Whoa. cool. Yeah. So eventually you're supposed to find out, which I never even thought about either. According to Mark Twain, you're supposed to find out one day why you're even on the planet. So, <laughs> hmm. I mean, who knows, who knows if that's true, but that was in the quote. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. 
No, Mark Twain was like a cool like rebel, even though he had to probably wear like the the night because people used to wear nicer clothes in like the nineteen twenties than they do now. Like it's so crazy, but I don't know. Mark Twain was kind of a rebel type, though. I could see. I mean, I I need to do more research on Mark Twain, but I I think I could agree with you there. I actually got to go to one of his mansions in Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. When uh, I uh. When I was on, it wasn't really a tour. Uh, I was in the band Bare Knuckle Hooligans, and we went to we went to uh, New Haven, Connecticut, to play this Oi Fest. It was all weekend, and uh, yeah, we stopped at we stopped at Mark Twain's mansion, but it wasn't it wasn't open because of COVID or I don't know, not COVID. I don't. I think it was before COVID. I can't remember. Gotcha. But it it wasn't open for some reason. Right. I, I think it was during COVID actually. It's all good, man. The past like four or five years. I mean, if, if you it's if you ask more. me to say like, if you ask me to to, to remember something from like 2017, mm-hmm. like I, I don't remember. Right. It's, <laughs> it's the fluoride in the water. It is, man. It's the water that everybody's drinking in America, and it makes you goofy. Heck yeah. There's a that remind. There's a growler's quote in one of their songs. He says, uh, "Like the wa- the water's so filthy, it's no wonder why we're drunk." Right. <laughs> That's a good quote. And, uh, another quote from the same song is, um, um, "Everybody wants to have a laptop in their back pocket." <laughs> and uh, the internet is bigger than Jesus or John Lennon. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I think it is bigger. Yeah, I, I agree. I, or, yeah, Dude. It might not be true, but it's a it's a great line for a song. <laughs> As a songwriter. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Anything interesting happened over the over the week you guys want to talk about? I don't know. Not honestly, I mean not a whole lot. Of it. <laughs> Heck yeah! Oh, here's here's so here's some more lyrics from the song. Isn't techno so shitty? Even disco seems punk. Like the water so filthy, it's no wonder why we're drunk. Every little kid wants a computer in his pocket. The trophies are on the mantles of the digital prophets. The internet is bigger than Jesus and John Lennon, and nobody wants to know where we're headed. We are the miners of another generation and that's like miners like coal miners m-i-n-e-r-s we are the miners of another generation hills scraped dry with no choice but being creative everybody's sick and tired of waiting couldn't get any harder to be patient those are good lyrics man yeah deep profound interesting thought-provoking (laughs) gets me rock solid no (laughs) everything that that, i can't believe they don't want people to think i mean i get it why they don't but i'm just saying don't think for yourself like that's ridiculous oh yeah and that band that's one of those bands like i look at that band kind of like uh james brown that band got super big they started blowing up they started doing their own festival over in california called the goth uh no yeah called the fuck i can't remember what it's called it's called beach goth festival i think or something like that and uh just out of nowhere they they got canceled by cancel culture basically <laughs> wow there, there's this band called Starcrawler that they went on tour with they were like Starcrawler was an up-and-coming band nobody knew who they were 
the Growlers went on tour with them. So Starcrawler opened up all the shows and then the Growlers played. So at the end of the tour, the Growlers are like, they're stoner surf guys. So they, they like to pray. They like, they play pranks on each other all the time. You know, just that stoner mentality. <laughs> so they played a prank where they got this, uh, they got a male stripper. And uh, the singer of Starcrawler, it's a chick, and she she's like 90 pounds. I mean, she's a really small chick. She's like 90 pounds. Uh, and yeah, so the, the stripper gave her a lap dance, and she was like, I felt like against my will, and I was traumatized, and da-da-da-da-da. But it was just a joke, and the, the Growlers ended up apologizing for everything, but then never played a show ever again. Really? Yep. Man, that's weird. Yeah, art is weird. I know, but art scenes and all. I mean, if you really take a step back from all this, it's. I mean, you got to be kind of nuts to be an artist in the first place because you're not going to live a life like everybody else. You're, if you dive into the arts, you're not. So, yeah. it's. I'm not saying anything good or bad about it. I'm just saying there's so like there's so many crazy art scenes out there in this world and. You never know which one of like nobody thought all those bands in Seattle like Pearl Jam and Nirvana like they never thought they were gonna mm -hmm. that scene was even gonna blow up and then it fucking all of a sudden Seattle was the city to be in and everybody moved to Seattle and this and that. right you know, yeah that's true it's crazy so our art is just so I, one of the beauties of it is of art is it, it, while you're creating it while you're making it while you're releasing it while you're putting it out. You know, there's so many things that can happen. So, heck yeah, <laughs> that well, there's also uh, there's a darker aspect to it. Like, um, I'm uh, the book I'm about to read, uh, the musical truth gets into it. But there's also a book called Weird Sides and in, in Weird Sides Inside Inside the Canyon, Laurel Canyon, Covert Ops and the Dark Heart of the Hippie Dream by David McGowan. Have you heard that book, Dennis? No. Oh, it's it's really good. It gets into like where Crosby, Stills, and Nash came from, and and where the Laurel Canyon scene, and like Jimi Hendrix, and you know all that. The Doors. Uh, wow. And now Laurel Canyon, coincidentally, is where um, uh, uh, Jared Leto had his cult. Because Jared. Oh, really. Leto Jared Leto bought the mansion where they um, uh, where they recorded a certain movie, I think 2001, A Space Odyssey. And then it was okay. also like where Crosby, Stills, and Nash recorded. Um, I'll, I'll have to read the book to, to refresh my memory. That's all good. That's cool, though. No, Jared Leto's nuts, man. He even he was at Lollapalooza this past summer and jumped off like a real high part of the stage into the audience. Just, yeah, he. If, if you look it up on YouTube, it's there. It's fucking that oh, dude's nuts, man. Oh, I, and one time I even saw like the Thirty Seconds to Mars like documentary, and there's one part in the movie where they're like. Jared Leto and like his brother, whoever, someone that's related to him that's in the band, they like owe like some record company like all this money. And he's like, he, I just remember he said this quote. He's just like, if you're just a, at a regular job and you're unhappy, you could just get another job. 
He's like, but being a musician, mm-hmm. he's like, that's your job. You can't do anything else. So if people don't like what you do or you get in a lawsuit, you're screwed. And it was just crazy 30 Seconds to Mars documentary that mm. was played on MTV like late at night. But like, that's I don't know, man, that guy's been through nuts stuff. Just again, just from my, my point is another bit. And he's famous and he's got and he's been in movies now in this. And he's, I'm sure now he's fine. But there was a point in their career where they owed the record company a bunch of money and they didn't they didn't have any and they didn't know what they were going to fucking do. But I don't know. They figured it out because they're pretty famous. But right. <laughs> oh, they probably just did another tour. And they, they... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, just all do another tour. Give them all their money. Oh, so I found it. So it's called Lookout Mountain. It used to be an Air Force State. Lookout Mountain Air Force Station is a formerly used defense site, which today is a private residence of actor Jared Leto in the Laurel Canyon neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> That's so interesting. So you no, that is nuts. Station. No, he's really smart and he's really, di- but he's fucking nuts too. You got to be nuts to trust an audience that will lose it to fucking catch you like. That's fucking nuts. Like, yeah, that'd be, that would be. <laughs> but yeah, he did it. He did it and they caught him. It was fine. He's, Dang. He's probably, he's, probably, he's probably done it before, but. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get into this book. I wish I had a copy of um, Weird Sign. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Weird Scenes Beyond the Canyon. I think it was. Like, I think I've books? seen that. I think I've seen that book. Yeah. You just do book reviews like mainly fiction and stuff. Do what? You do like book reviews on, on nonfiction books or fiction mainly? Oh, I've I've kind of been splitting it up. Like I've been trying to do a fiction book and then a nonfiction book and a fiction book and a nonfiction book. I don't know. I I like there's kind of a, a plan, <laughs> but like not really. Like it's kind of just. Uh, it comes to me, basically. There's a, a John Lamb Lashore book called Martin's Image about the Gnostic myth of Sophia. I might recommend that one, but it's a, you know, it's a non-fiction book where he's like an Gnostic scholar tracing the pagan origins of Sophia mythos and the Gnostic, Gnostics and stuff. Oh, that's, what's it's it called? Interesting book. Uh, Not His Image by John Lamb Lashore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that book on, on the One Great Work Network. I've heard people talk about it. There's also like Lash's created a website called sophianicmyth.org. Okay. Where he, he's got like, you can sign up on, you, there's a little video, you see like a bit of the story of Sophia, and then you can give your email, and, and every five days he'll, he'll mail you an episode of, of the hmm. Sophia story in a short story form kind of thing. And it's like nine episodes where you'll get a little bit of an overview of the Sophia mythos. Wow. Might be a good primer to do. Check, sign up for that, and then and maybe do a book review on that, and, and then do a book. And then you might want to read on this image and do a bigger book review. Just a suggestion. Awesome, I like that. Sophianicmyth.org. All right, I'm gonna search it right here. And then when you then if you by, by the time you're done doing all that, I'll have uh, his his Mandela effect decoded on my website. You'll be able to make more sense of that. Awesome. Sweet. I got some stuff to look into then. Oh, it looks like there's a video. That'll take me months to get all that up there. <laughs> should be up there. Awesome. Oh, gets into the Canaan, Canaanites? He talks about that. He, he's investigated history and 
He's a okay. comparative mythologist. He's quite familiar with all the different goddess myth, myth stories, and they're all sort of reflections of the goddess Sophia, Sophia, whatever. Goddess Sophia, right? Gotcha. Actually, that just reminded me I need to add something on my list of things to do this week. Work on the book, promote the show. Oh, yeah. I already promoted the show, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> stoner. I hear you, man. Stoner no, it, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I guess it is a stoner moment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Brandon Martin, he, I told him that I only listened to like four episodes of What on Earth is Happening. And he, his response was kind of appalling. <laughs> he was like, I know. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm a part time truth seeker, like, because I'm stuck in the system, too. I'm not going to, like, deny it, but, like, I'm right. also not going to get, like, I'm also not going to get, like, super down about it because I fucking worked jobs and made art for 20 years myself. And, it, it, it's doable. It, yeah. You, oh, yeah. It sucks. It's, it's tough. It sucks to deal with bosses. Like, I get it. I get it. But if you, like, I found this one video one time on Facebook, I don't know, a month ago, and this guy was saying some of the best shit. He's like, you don't have to like your job or like worship it or love it. He's right. like, you just have to show up and work hard and, and not worry about all the politics. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's so true, man. It's so true. Cause yeah i mean i mean my my vision of life is doing stuff you want to do seven mm -hmm. days a week but most people aren't that lucky they're not ever in that situation to be able to always do something you want to do like right but i also like i if i work a job then like like i sing in this choir do this podcast like it's like in my mind as long as i have some kind of expression or artistic thing going on outside of a job it makes a stupid job more tolerable so <laughs> oh it really does yeah because then at least like but then the, the extreme i remember one time I, I i had this awesome choir concert and we nailed it and even after the choir concert my director was like like patted me on the back like matt you did a really good job you know and then the next day was like a hectic day at work and i made a podcast that night about it about the diversity of like one day like doing a big performance as an art thing and feeling so great about yourself and then the next day being dragged back to corporate america and, and realizing how shitty life can be at the same time like it's so funny man like yeah <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, life is nuts. It's, shit. it's nuts, but if you're going to do art and you're nobody, you have to get a job to fuel the art. Like, And that's what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Like when I did the Chicago Rockumentary documentary on a bunch of Chicago bands, like I was working two jobs like seven days a week and then filming all the time. You know, so it's like you have to like use use the money from the the scam job for like something good. Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. well shoot i think that's a great wrap-up if uh yeah right on. yeah we're we're coming up close to two hours damn <laughs> yeah. that was a fast two hours right yeah they didn't cut us off <laughs> thank you spotify I know, like, <laughs> yeah thank you spotify we're not trying to like tell the truth to like get anybody in trouble we're just trying to tell the truth because most people are just robots walking around so yeah. <laughs> i mean we, we should be much farther in society at this point 
All right. You're in. Heck yeah. Shoot. Well, I don't know. It's all good. We can, we can wrap it up if you guys want to wrap it up. So we've been going for a while. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish I had more. Um, shoot. I was, I, I, so I was listening to the wake the dead. Their most, their newest episode is, uh, let me, let me look it up here. Do a quick little, their new episode is on, it's all on COVID. So it's episode one Oh one, right? That's an awesome number. I've talked about that number at the allegorical movie night. Uh, episode 101, The War on Humanity Continues. And it's a lot about how, I mean, man, they're all over the place. They get into COVID and how COVID is still going on. Like, and then synchronistically, like, you know, speaking of COVID, that's, you know, Sugar Ray got canceled and now they're playing in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> it almost just, like, it just feels like one of those things that's like too good to be true. You know, like that is so weird. That is so weird to, uh, for a big band like that. Well, they were a big band, not anymore. Yeah. But I mean, how e- even even as, as as Mark McGrath or someone else in that band, and you've already toured the world, I, I would think you would still be a little bummed out going from. Oh, you yeah. know, no, no offense to Gary, but I'm just saying you'd be a little bummed out going from New York Times Square to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pissed. So it's like, are they even going to be in a good mood? You know, <laughs> I'm sure they will be. They will. It's New Year's bands. So I, I do give musicians a lot of credit. Most of them are usually good at making jokes, even in hard situations. And and bands are usually pretty positive on New Year's Eve. So heck yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I, I I'm not kidding. Like that's really my ritual. It's uh, assault on precinct thirteen, and then Sugar Ray. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, that's really like I've been doing that for the past, like, ever since we got that Sugar Ray DVD. <laughs> and it's yeah, just, you know, it just blows you, my mind. I've, I think I've gone to that casino for autographs already, too. So you never know. My buddy might even show up and, like, we could meet Mark McGrath. Or, I, I mean, was thinking, you, yeah, you, like, I was. You never know, man. I mean, I know how to do it, too. I'm just, I don't need him. Yeah, I've done enough. I've done enough autographs to know like where to go. All you gotta do is go in the Hell back yeah. usually and find like where like a, one of those like nice S black S Cadillac SUVs yep. are. <laughs> All you gotta do is find those, and then you'll find the band. So yeah, exactly. it's it's really not that hard. Yeah. I used I used to th- I used to think that shit was so hard, but it's not hard at all. Yeah, and you never know until you try it too, right? That's true. Like it's worth a shot. Like what are they gonna do? Just tell you no. And then, I mean, it's a free show anyway. It's a free, we don't have to buy tickets to get into the building, you know. It's a free show. So that is awesome. Yeah. But then, yeah, so that's even, like, I'm like, this is really seems, like, too good to be true. I hope, like, this isn't a plan by the elites to capture me because, fuck, hook, line, and sinker. These have got to be like the, the, the most paranoid times to be alive because everybody's like, is somebody watching what I'm doing? Like, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's creeps, there's creeps, creeps in suits with sunglasses on watching everybody watching me in my apartment right now watching you in, in south bender right <laughs> heck yeah 
Man. I know, but why, but why are we so – this is what I don't understand about the elites and the Jeff Bezos and all these people that want all our information. You, you're you the people that have all the power and money. Well, what good are we to you? Like, that's why I don't get why they, they, want to, they want to be in our business and we don't even have any power or money. You want to be in a starving artist guy's life that has no money or power? Why, why would you right. want to do that? Why would you want to – why would you be interested in that? <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, I, I've had I've dealt with so many busybodies over the years. So for whatever reason, people are interested in my life or shutting it down or something. Mm. I, <laughs> right, right. And I'm not even a big big name. I'm not even anybody. <laughs> I'm just I'm just Matt Bennett. <laughs> yeah, but you're Z one and only Matt Bennett. You're Z one and only very legendary Matt Bennett. I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I've done a lot of art, so I, I, I do. I, I haven't like made it big, but I do consider myself a small legend, at least for trying art. Coming from a business family where they just want you to go to school and work, 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 work. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so awesome. That because that I don't. Th- I, I think a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people in our generation are like too scared to try art because like they just want they they they're so brainwashed to follow the rules. Like, Heck yeah. Oh. They want what's safe. They want that safety. Safety. Safety <laughs> net. Heck yeah. Oh, I don't care about safety. I'm not. I'll, I'll, dude, I'll go from like doing a year in an apartment and working a job to like going to Tucson and being a bum. Like, I'll fucking do that. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Heck yeah. I can relate to that, brother. All right. I don't. I'll- Oh, sorry, man. We should get going. Yeah, I'm, gonna say, I'm sure. I'm sure the dogs want to. They probably. I'm sure they want to geo. Sorry, man. Yeah, I gotta go smoke a few hits. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> well, hey, right. thanks, thanks for joining us, Dennis. No problem. Yeah, thanks, thanks for me. You bet. Bye. All right, cool. We will see you guys next Sunday. So. Yep. All right. Appreciate Oops. you guys. Appreciate the audience too. Stay cool. Sure, well, yeah. I really no. Out of all the projects I've done, I really appreciate it. Every once in a while, when Crazy Life Stories gets a little attention, and I'm not saying it's not the biggest podcast out there, whatever, but I, I appreciate that greatly. It's really fucking cool. So, <laughs> all right, that's it. Positivity, hell yeah! All, all right, right. <laughs> bye bye. Peace out, guys. Bye bye. Right, peace <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye.